Happy uh, new Mac Pro week. Um, yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, it is the Mac Pro week. Eh? Um, <laughs> is, was it this week? Wasn't it last week? No. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure it was 10th. I mean, depends. Recording date or launch, uh, like release date. I mean, um, I am in today, so recording date. Yeah, that was the 10th or 12th. Two days ago, right? Was it really on the yeah, 12th? Yeah, yeah, it was this week. It was the week just gone. If it was the 12th, that would have been the same day as the Game Awards, and I would have remembered that. It was. Really? No, 10th. You're right. Hmm. I'm happy. So I just uh, I pulled up the like apple.com forward slash au forward slash Mac Pro, and in the top right corner of this webpage, there is a little like cart checkout icon, and it turns out I have a Mac Pro, a Pro Display XDR, and a Pro Stand in my cart that <laughs> I do too. not remember adding to my cart. <laughs> is this like? Did, did you do you remember adding them to your cart, or Apple just trying to get us? No, no, Wait, no. I, re- I, I know. Remember. I, I remember seeing okay. you on Twitter adding this, Zach. Oh, does that add it to your cart when you just like go and configure it? Oh. All right. So, what is your card total for the one you have in your card right Ooh, now? I'm scared to press the checkout button, uh, but let me find it. Actually, <laughs> no, I'll just that. go to my. Oh, they call it a bag. This is good. Oh, ah, uh, yeah, this is the expensive one. Okay, this is the ninety-six thousand. Oh, yeah. Okay, this is yes, that's right. No, Marlon, good call. That's the one that I posted on Twitter that I didn't realize I added to my cart accidentally. I thought I was just specking it up. <laughs> Whoops! Didn't uh, plan on ordering this. Sure, guess I gotta keep uh, it. Accidentally ordering that together with your next lightning cable. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> Oof. Good thing my card would decline. Uh, okay. Do you have one in your bag, Marlon? No. Okay. So, Zach, mine, mine is only a, a cheap 1800 uh, No, 18790 <laughs> I was like, wow, I got a bargain there. Yeah. How much? 18790 Okay. Is that the base model? Uh, no. That is... So, that's the thing, right? I, I actually went through the configurator and decided, what would I actually want if I would order this machine? Okay, so you're, you're playing the realistic game here. I'm playing the realistic... I, I might... I mean, how realistic is it realistically to buy $18,000 computer setup? Uh, I would say medium. Uh, um, okay, that's very generous. And, and for that, yeah, that's where I landed. I mean, of that is 2,000 of those are, are taxes. So Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. So wait, they, but it doesn't include taxes when it shows the price, though, does it? Yeah, it does. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's the price, including taxes. So right. that is the machine I actually. So Zach, if you would configure a Mac Pro that you would think is realistic for what you would buy, let's say someone says, "Here you go. You start a new job. You get a twenty-nine thousand dollar budget for your." computer i don't know why it's a strange company Twenty nine thousand. yeah okay but so at, at this point if you're if you're giving a budget you're going to push up against their system are you just asking what like i would prioritize in terms of the configuration sure because it's not like i'd say oh i'm going to configure it to be seventeen thousand dollars if the budget was 29 oh, jesus <laughs> let's say you also want a company success <sighs> uh, okay let's say that you the money you don't use you get no 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 that well, then, then base model taking mac the- pro like <laughs> All right. Let's say Base model back pro by a sixteen inch with the left. All right, let's say the rest is being donated to a good cause, but you still want to you, you want a good computer. Ooh, you put okay, so pressure the, okay, on this. Okay, okay. I see where this is going. So it's like within just freaking reason, configure what would I computer, man. <laughs> okay, okay. And I presume that we're talking in Australian dollars. We have to be. So just uh, some context here. Off the bat, it's nine thousand nine hundred and ninety nine dollars mm-hmm. with. Like the cheapest Mac Pro you can buy in this country. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. That being the fine country of Australia, half of which is on fire. 
Um, that $10,000 figure includes our sales tax. So the company would be getting that back, but I'm going to, I'm going to just assume that like we're just talking the dollars that show on sure. the Apple page. Mind you also have the configuration um, page open. Sure. I can open it. All right. Um, okay. I go buy, I guess. I don't like pushing this buy button. But That's fine. You'll be fine. I'll be fine. All right. Okay. okay. Can I get started with some basic, uh, things here? All right. All right. So obviously you have a $10,000 computer. 32 gigs of RAM is not enough. Like, now, in any other scenario, <laughs> kind of any other laptop, I would buy. Wait, why don't we start on the first page where we're talking about? Because because that's a tough one that I'm going to come back to okay. later, depending on how like the other specs go. Okay? <laughs> how much money you have left? <laughs> All right. So, how are we going to do this? We're going to go like one by one for each option, or are we going to go like spec out our machines? No, like, I think I'm, I, I think we should go one by one. The the okay. thought process is what matters. All right. But if you really want, we can start with memory and then circle back to a processor. Right, so you want me to pick processor first <laughs> and then you'll pick your processor and then we'll come back? Yeah. To memory? Okay. Yeah. Well, t- I don't know because this is the problem. Where I don't know how... I don't know how much money I'm going to have left. So, I'm going to say initially that the, the processor stays base model. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, we, the 3.5 gigahertz... To go back. Eight- if you see... Wait, I have a lot of budget left. And I only have a, a mere eight core Intel Xeon. You can come back and say, you know what? Yeah, of course. I go to 12. Of course. Yes, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to say for now, this first round, that, that the default processor is okay. All right. I obviously went right. with the 12. I'm thinking of going with the 12 too. But I mean, I, I can't really justify getting this computer in the first place. But I, I feel like the if you already spend a lot of money, the 12 core Intuxion yeah. is a good, it's a good trade off, right? You get you get an extra four cores for only a thousand dollars more. That's what I thought too. It's not that much it's more. Pretty good deal. Yeah, yeah. I'll go with that too. All right, we'll see. Maybe cool. we can cool. get like that. Okay. So you're both the 12 core. Well, look, we'll see how much budget there is. Default processor, for me, you both are, have chosen the 12 core. That's a, yep. that's a sensible choice. I respect that. <laughs> Thank you. Um, memory, my favorite. So the problem is, well, actually, it's not a problem, but 32 gigs is enough for anything I would do. But I also feel like if I was buying this hypothetical $10,000 computer, there's no way I'm getting it with 32 gigs of memory. 64 would be the minimum. But you could upgrade that afterwards. That's exactly my point. No, but like, let's assume no upgrades because then things get complex. <laughs> yeah, but this is like, a complex you just, have to, show you just have to buy the machine you want. No, I, I definitely agree with Marlin. Memory, I would go 32 <sighs> because 32 right now is fine. I don't need more than 32 right now. If I will need more, I just buy more later because no one is charging okay. as much as Apple. So I'm right, 100% cool. well, on that- board with the... Because that's the thing, right? The CPU is a pain to upgrade. First of all, it's, it's a pain to get your hold on to those Xeons in the first place. Because, I mean, Apple usually gets them a bit earlier than they're available on the market. And even then, let's say in two years you want to upgrade, now you have to find something that fits on a chip. It's it's a, it's a pain. So I'd rather spend some more money up front for the processor. And then in memory, I just take out and replace. Or add to it, right? Because if you go, even realistically, would you go to 96 gigabyte? Probably not, right? Well, that's what I'm going to say I'm going to do. You know? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> now you're just being judgmental. So I disagree with that decision. Um, but if you would, let's say you would go with the with the uh, 48, right? That's You just pay for the four extra, uh, two extra 8-gig dims, and you pay almost 400 bucks for that. Where um, 
if you just add them aftermarket later, it's a lot cheaper and you probably won't upgrade for another year, at which point you probably pay about half of that. So yeah, 32 for for me on, on memory. I totally get where you're coming from, but if this was my computer and I was specking it right, up, I'd be getting enough. 96. This is the same $1,600 that you decided to upgrade the processor with. I'm spending it on the memory. <laughs> so it's okay. So you don't want to go with 1.5 terabyte and then, I mean have to keep in mind right you only get a 256 gig ssd to uh you store it in everything in memory i think that's how that works <laughs> yeah that's definitely um possible all right cool gpu that one is easy i think is it i don't know that is super easy you just go with a 580x why the 580x why would you go with the base model because none of us need like workstation gpus to radeon pro 580x is a Pretty mediocre normal GPU. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm aiming for in life. Pretty <laughs> mediocre. <laughs> I don't know. I just felt like this is another thing that I don't think I would upgrade myself. And I don't know. I just thought maybe it's better to upgrade. But mm, yeah, I don't know. Let me read a bit about this. The, the thing is just, it's it's a $3,000 upgrade. It's really expensive. Supports up to six 4K displays, two 5K displays, or two Pro displays XDRs. Oh, seems enough. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but the thing is, right, the upgrade on the GPU is super expensive. The, the only GPU that would be interesting is coming soon, whatever that means. Yeah, considering that's it, what I was about to say. That's the ideal configuration, but yeah, uh, but, it's coming soon, so we can't factor it in. And it's, it's again, you know, it's, it's Apple Pro Mac coming soon. I think coming soon usually means in a week or so. But if, if there's a Pro at all on the same page as a coming soon, that could be anything between... I don't know, a month and two years. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't want to wait for that, probably. So I would go 580X, just going base. It's fast enough for most things. And then GPUs in general are easier to upgrade to. Like, that's that's the only reason I would buy a Mac Pro in the first place, right? Because I want to upgrade stuff as it ages. And realistically, what... What will last you the longest is the the CPU and I mean all the all the kind of base components like the logic board and stuff. And the GPU you probably want to upgrade. So I yeah, would go maybe base you're that. right. I'm convinced. Zach? I go with Radeon Pro five eighty X. Yeah, I'm keeping base model like four thousand dollars for the, the next best. It's like I don't really need to spend that amount of money. Um I would rather put it into other things. Mm. And like I said, don't know how much space I'm going to have left at the end of this. So, uh, sorry, how much budget I'm going to have left at the end of this. And we want to keep some for charity. So, <laughs> I think that $4,000 is better going to charity of Kai's choice. Yep. Cool. cool. All right. Storage. This is interesting. Because I hate running two out terabytes, of storage. Two terabytes, no brainer. I was thinking two terabytes too. But then I thought, hmm, yep. maybe I should go with four terabytes. But realistically, do I need four terabytes? I'm not doing video editing. I don't know. That one, that one for me is hard. I mean, two fifty six is ridiculous. <laughs> there's, there's absolutely yeah. no reason for a ten thousand dollar computer. Absolutely. I mean, I, I totally see the argument of. I mean, some people will never use the SSD for anything but running macOS on it because, like, so if yeah, if you use it for like as a build machine, for example, you might not need this. Yeah, build machine, but even like a lot of we have a lot of visual. If uh, visual effects companies in Vancouver, yeah, right, and they yeah. have you would just a need for that process. kind of machine, but yeah. everything would run through the ten gig uh, network card into some kind of uh, storage device, net, yeah. uh, like storage server yeah. that they have, and they basically never have anything on the machine. Um, 
And I mean, you could say if you're paying for a ten thousand dollar machine, Apple could have shipped it with five twelve gig SSD by default, anyways. But I can see the argument of saying, look, for for the kind of I don't know, a server or build server or or kind of editing machine that's connected to some kind of editing uh, um, server, like storage server. I can see why that is a reasonable option. Mm. No, I honestly think a ten thousand dollar computer needs to come with a terabyte minimum. I, I understand that there are use cases that don't require the terabyte, but realistically, the terabyte is not that expensive for Apple. It's just an excuse to get an extra, what, $1,200 out of everyone who wants to upgrade to an acceptable storage amount. Like, yeah, wait, but if we assume a fixed margin, right? Oh, so, that- 1200 for two terabytes. Two oh, terabytes. Okay. It's 640 for uh, one terabyte. Sorry. Yeah, but if we if assume a fixed margin that Apple sets, that means everyone who doesn't need it would subsidize people who do want more storage on their machines and i I think for the pro computer kind of makes sense to say look it's a pro computer you can configure whatever the hell you want so the base one is i mean uh, there's also the rack mounted one which is not available yet so you could argue maybe that one um might be the better one to to have like a super low storage uh, ssd but overall I, I, i can at least see the option or the uh, the argument for 256 gig mm. model for this machine. I mean, it's, it's, I almost see it more for this machine than I would see it for a MacBook Pro because no one's running a MacBook Pro connected to a server all the time, right? Yeah, that's fair. A MacBook Pro is a personal machine yeah. with photos and videos and files and everything. Yeah. And it's, it's mobile by definition, right? It's, yes. <laughs> unless you have a really, really long Ethernet cable, you do need some local storage. Oh man, I love the MacBook Pro. I can't wait for a 14 inch. Sorry, just an aside. Let's keep going. All right. Um, <laughs> So yeah, I go wait, with I go with two terabytes. I go with one terabyte actually. Oh, okay. Um, similar argument. Okay. With everything, it's a Mac Pro. I can upgrade it later. So I would start with something that is reasonable. I mean, most of my machines are somewhere in the five hundred gig storage. Uh, wait, is the solid state drive upgradable though? It's not one of those like soldered on things that's tiny and can't really be replaced. It is an NVMe based SSD storage, and uh, you can just slot it into one of the PCI Express ah. slots. Fair. Okay. Mm. Cool. Makes but sense. you also could... I mean, you, Couldn't you keep two separate uh, SSDs as well? If you just want to upgrade, you could yeah, add another terabyte. Is, the, 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 one you configured with, well, the, the one you configured with, I believe, is the only one that has the uh, T2 security protection, no, like the, the encryption through T2 chips, and all the additional drives you would uh, add to that will not benefit yeah. from that. Yeah, so that would mean everything that you add afterwards wouldn't be having the T2 encryption. Yeah, but okay. realistically, for yeah. for a machine that would be in my home, yeah. I'm okay with that too. Yeah, I just feel like I'm all, like this would be like my main machine. I would want to have all my I photos know. on. I, I hate running out of storage, so I'm going to go with 2 terabyte. I, I totally see that argument, right? That mm. it's also, like in the grand scheme of things, like the $500-ish upgrade for the 2 terabyte from 1 terabyte, not the end of the world. I'm just, I don't know. I'm cheap when I buy $10,000 computers. (laughs) So, afterburners. Nope. I don't don't know what an afterburner is. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's not not necessarily true. Um, I mean, again. I don't think anyone. Most people don't know what the afterburner will become. At the moment, if you're not... Oh, is it not pro- coming yet? Is it not available? No, no, but it's like, I mean, it's an FPGA, right? So it's a programmable, programmable card. At the moment, all it does is decode ProRes and ProRes raw video. Okay. But if you're not editing in ProRes, there's absolutely no value for you. 
in that card. But in theory, that afterburner could turn into other... But I noticed that... um, So I think MKBHD, who got this, uh, who who is a reviewer of this, he didn't get it with an afterburner. No, he did. He did. He's just not using ProRes. He's using RED. Oh, okay. So so he would have to re... Program it basically in order for it to work with what, the, FP, uh, the afterburner. Yeah, no, the you Apple <laughs> reprogram oh, okay. could reprogram it. Okay, there is no. So you're not allowed to. You can't really do it yourself. I don't think there's any access to that. If, okay. Like uh, yeah, it's it's just if you use ProRes. So if you're using mm-hmm. Apple's uh, ProRes format video codec, um, and you want it uh, FPGA accelerated, which means everything is way way faster than if it would run through GPU or your CPU, then you want an afterburner. If you don't, you don't. Hmm. But again. Uh, benefit of a Mac Pro, if Apple expands what an, what that FPGA can do in the future and it matches your workload, then you can get one then. Hmm. But for now, obviously no afterburner for any of us. Cool. Now the, the toughest question. Yeah, I know. I'm looking at this. How many wheels do you want? Is that the question? Yep. <laughs> so I'm going to say no wheels to begin with, but depending on if there's budget left at the end... I think There's a charity would understand if I spent $640 on wheels. You think so? I think so. I think so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the only <laughs> logical You're going to uh, write purchase. that in the letter to them? Imagine say. how many children you, you could feed off those feet. Uh, I know. I think the children would understand when they see the wheel. <laughs> no, there's no good answer here. But I feel like the wheels are so ridiculously stupid. Um, but also buying this machine is so ridiculously stupid that you kind of have to consider. <laughs> <laughs> See, I honestly don't feel like I need the wheels, but I feel like when I actually need to move this computer, I would love to have those wheels. But uh, Where are you uh, okay, how often? Yeah, exactly. How often do I move a computer? The only thing, the only reason why I would move the computer is if I want to change something like upgrade my ram like i said that i might do but then i could i mean i can lift it but realistically you almost wanted to not move around i was thinking that too because parts. i yeah and i also don't want to like i would have it under my desk and like i don't want it to roll around if i accidentally kick it <laughs> i don't think it's that light no <laughs> you have to accidentally kick it with out of a full run with all your force you'd probably break your foot and then you <laughs> would also move the computer at but at that point well <laughs> your foot is gone no matter what okay okay yeah no but i i, I don't think i need the wheels but it's, I really it's a like, good exercise I, I really like that apple saying you know how they have the do i need an a- apple afterburner card but they also have a do i need wheels for my mac pro i, I feel like this is not really something people need a lot of help with it's like, do you want to move it around or do you want to... Idea not ha- for moving your Mac Pro quickly and easy without having to lift it in case you didn't figure that one out. Yeah. Yes. But just rest assured, you do not need wheels if you're not moving your uh, workspace very often. So Those wheels look pretty nice though. <laughs> I mean, look at it. It's not even having like the thing in the inside. It's like a very sleek round wheel, like a circle of thing. Whoa, huh. circular wheels. $500, I'm sold. <laughs> No, I don't need wheels. Um, yeah, I've got to get that. You, you know, you save a bit on your gym card if you just mm. lift this around. So, I'm at the same 920 that I was last time for this step. Let's continue. Magic mouse or trackpad? Yeah. Pfft. What is it? I, I, I even skipped those. No, 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 what? you can't skip. So, I'm adding the magic trackpad too. Because trackpad over mouse, it is the way of life. Don't need any of the pre-installed software. <laughs> okay, we're good here. Yeah, I would. I would also go to the trackpad and then yeah, 
And then go next. Trackpad for life. Oh, nice. It comes with a USB-C to lightning cable in black. I guess so that you can charge your magic mouse or and trackpad or keyboard. The one thing that made it into all all the Mac Pro uh, all the Pro products from the HomePod is the braided cable. It's a nice cable. Braided cable. What do you mean? You know how the uh, HomePod has like a fabric braided cable. I don't, but that sounds good. Hmm. So that's really nice. And now nice. all the uh, all the cables that come with the Mac Pro are also braided. So they're having like a nice fabricy feel to them and they seem a lot more solid as a result of that so if you run over them with your wheels on your mac pro you're less likely to cut through them which is good wait so did you go with both a mouse and the trackpad no like? i don't need the magic mouse I no, no i just, just want the, the magic trackpad, trackpad. yeah no. i'm yeah. just surprised it's i still have to pay option. 60 dollars extra yeah that's where life <laughs> continue all right and a pre-installed software no no Cool. We own this stuff. And this is my Fine. favorite part of this. Pro Display XDR. Where no did you see that? Oh, you clicked continue? Yeah. I didn't know that you can add that to it. Yeah. <laughs> Expand your Mac Pro workstation. Do you want a Pro Display XDR? No thanks. Or stunning glass. <laughs> 6,300 no thanks. <laughs> I don't no, like this. No thanks. Not no thanks. No, no, it, thanks. It's weird. It is a bit weird, right? It's like, you know, when companies try to be your friend or like the... No, I don't. What is it? Um, when someone like a website tries to get you to sign up to something. No, I don't like free deals in yeah. my inbox every day. It's like, no, <laughs> I don't like spam. That's the real answer. Yeah. I mean, I mean, for um, the, the wording here, no thanks is totally an answer that is a hundred percent legit. If someone asks you, do you want a receipt on your two dollar coffee, and you're mm-hmm. like, no nah, thanks. Mm. Do you want a the Pro Display XDR for $7,000? No thanks, feels like that should be the default. Of course I don't want a $7,000 accessory to my $7,000 computer. I feel like this should not be an accessory. I feel like this should be a separate item that I have to go and add myself. Yeah, I almost, it's like, would you like to add... Uh, like You know how sometimes like if you buy an iPhone, it will be like, hey, do you want to add this case? Yeah. But I don't... like. It's like this is part of the flow and it's like... That's okay. Yeah, this, yeah, this but is like no thanks. It's like you're offering me something nice that I'm declining, which is not necessarily the case. Yeah. So I'm going with standard glass. Yeah, me too. And do you want the stand? <laughs> I feel like for you have to. I'm honestly thinking I'm just gonna do it now. Did you add your pro display to your standard glass or nano texture? Oh standard no, glass. I took standard glass. Right. I don't feel like I need nano texture. I totally like when we looked at that machine with the display i totally did like the nano texture glass yeah. in the hands-on area dc i did but i don't mind the standard glass <laughs> first of all we're in a super dark room so what should reflect in here second of all um did you read the article about how to clean the nano texture glass was there a whole article i just read that you recommended to only use the apple one yeah 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 don't you need like a cloth at a certain temperature or something it's really temperature curious. really Okay, no, I didn't a oh, there's a joke in ATP. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, but it's essentially only only clean it uh, without any any cleaning detergent stuff. Yeah, and I only mean, you shouldn't do that in general with screens. I mean, right? you, you can totally use. Okay, because I guess it depends on what type of thing. But you shouldn't use like window cleaner for your yeah, TV. I I have the <laughs> iClear, not not sponsored. The iClear See, I, Apple yeah. cleaning stuff that yeah. they're using the I Apple use glasses stores. cleaner on my MacBook Pro screen and it's fine mm. I don't know if this is bad but I do <laughs> I think that's actually similar to the iClear stuff because they have the same thing right glasses often have some kind of coating 
that you don't want to get off your glasses. Very good point. But you mm -hmm. still want to get them clear. So I think it's also yeah. less abrasive type of cleaning. And the eye clear is just a thing that uh, that they use in the Apple stores. So I oh, use. Apple store. They use that in the Apple store too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. At least they used to like 10 years ago. And that's mm -hmm. when I got into the eye clear for all my Apple devices. Ships in six to seven weeks. Whoa. Mm. Sorry, I didn't Anyway, no that. texture glass because... Are you reconsidering? <laughs> yeah, do I want to wait that long? And then stand, I mean, there is just not really an option. I mean, you could mount it to the wall. But I won't. <laughs> Why not? I mean, it, it, it's, it, I don't know, that one feels weird. But yeah, yeah of course, you got to pay. Yeah, realistically, I don't want to... I want to have it flexible. I like that the stand is so adjustable. I mean, you you do. If, if you get the display and you don't actually have some kind of VESA mount set up already in your in your visual effects studio then yes you need a stand yeah. zach i assume you also went for a stand of course yeah. of course standard glass pro stand and no visa mount cool cool so mm. on apple.com slash ca i have to pay seventeen thousand three hundred and seventeen dollars how did you get to lower price than me now you went more expensive. Yeah, because Marlon, you went the extra storage, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, this is before taxes. Oof. Apple Care Plus for the Apple display is more expensive than Apple Care Plus for the Mac. <laughs> yeah, I saw that too. That's wild. I mean, it kind of makes sense, right? Because the um, the Mac Pro is a tank. Like, how would you break that thing? Yeah, I mean, and the, the Pro display is probably a bit more fragile and it's new and it's the way insurance works. But still, it's kind of surprising. Mm. But I think, yeah, all things considered, it really makes sense. Because who is accidentally... Like cracking their, I, I mean, you have to use a hammer against that machine. Yeah, makes sense. Would you take, are you guys going to take Apple Care for either of those? No. I mean, I, no. I no. feel like I want to take it for the screen. I don't know. No. Um, uh, no Apple Care Plus ever for anything. Uh, I know, but it's so yeah, expensive. Basically, for this computer, I don't think so. It's going to sit on a desk in the same spot. Um, if anything goes wrong, Australian consumer law is quite good for the first couple yep. of years. Mm -hmm. And if there's issues within the first two years, then you would ideally be getting a replacement before the two years is up. So yep. should be sweet. Mm. I would I would consider it for the for the computer if I would be in an office with other people. Because yeah, people really point. don't have their water management under control. Yeah. By which I mean water bottles and glasses and cups. Uh, oh <laughs> yeah that's what's the only thing i thought of but i see how that could be misinterpreted plus oh it does cover accidental yeah, damage i thought it, it didn't for the mac is that new uh good question i don't know i don't know i might be misremembering something but hmm. there, i thought there was one Apple, part of is, Apple Care that didn't cover accidental. newer it came to iphones first but it was uh, yes, they yeah. added apple care plus with accidental damage coverage uh, a while ago for Max. Okay, I'm just old. Okay, so how should we should we should we talk about the prices? How much are you guys up to? I'm still at the eighteen thousand. All right, since I took the more the extra terabyte hard drive, I'm at ninety thousand three hundred ninety five dollars and four cents. Eighteen thousand seven hundred ninety and twenty four cents. Nice round prices because taxes. Mm. Zach. Well, um, I've just stuffed up my bag because I still have the stuff from the other day in there. <laughs> So my my bag total is one hundred and seventeen thousand eight hundred and four dollars, <laughs> uh, uh, with the option to check out with Apple Pay. How nice! Uh, I what saw I'm going that too. To do, 
Yeah. Yeah. What I'm going it's to do is quickly put the configuration into the Canadian website so we can do a fair comparison. It was something like 21,500 Australian. All right. So 96 uh, gigabytes did not update the graphics card. Two terabyte SSD, no afterburner, no wheels, magic trackpad 2, like a sensible human, because that's how I like to use my computers. Uh, a pro display with standard glass. The pro st- wow, things are so much cheaper in Canada. I need to move. Um, $17,317 in Canadian dollars before tax is the total on my Mac Pro, which leaves a nice almost $12,000 to charity. Yeah, for me, it Just would saying. be without taxes, 16777 which leaves a very healthy 12223 for charity. Wait, wait, what did we do differently, Kai? Because uh, didn't... You upgraded the processor and I did the storage and shouldn't mine be cheaper? I'm so confused. Oh, no, because you got storage. Too. I don't know. So yeah, I, got, you I got, got the, the base EP. No, I got the 12, 12 core, but I only got 32 gigs of RAM. Right. And I only sense. took the one terabyte yes, SSD. Cool. So I see. I see. So how much do you get up to? Uh, how much do you leave for charity with taxes? With tax, without taxes, I have twelve thousand two hundred twenty-three left. God, I'm not calculating taxes. With taxes, I would have ten thousand two hundred nine left. Mm, I have nine thousand six hundred four and ninety-six. See, I'm we good people. So now that's no, we're not. The- we shouldn't buy those Mac Pros in the first place. We aren't, but we're also not donating twenty nine thousand dollars. <laughs> oh, you don't have to laugh at that. I would if I would be able to, but I don't yeah. feel like I'm in a financial situation when I should donate that much. Yeah, we'll get there. Hmm. Cool. Yeah, but overall, uh, I'd rather buy like a few recommendations. I can also get AirPods Pro with free engraving for three hundred twenty nine dollars. Yeah, but overall, Thanks. it is a really nice computer. I just wish it was um, differently configurable to be managed. Like, overall, you want, I do Pat? like desktop computers a lot, mm-hmm. but it's just, even the, the base price is so high, there's no option for me to actually go down that route. Yeah, I mean, you could get a Mac Mini, but that's not very upgradable. Yeah, because if we're, if we're compared to the iMac Pro, right, mm. I'd be happy with the base model iMac Pro. Yeah. Like yeah. base CPU, base memory, which is a bit annoying because you can't upgrade it. So the base iMac Pro is 6299 without taxes, which is cheaper than the base Mac Pro, and it comes with a display. <laughs> I hope so. So it's just, it, it is out of this world. For for any of our use cases, yeah, to, no, to I honestly, like I don't think I, I like. Oh, I know I don't need this. Mm. Um, I would much rather if I'm getting a computer, I would get a, probably an iMac, not an iMac Pro. I don't even think I need an iMac Pro for what I'm doing because I'm not doing any video editing or anything like that. So, so mm. I have a. Oh, I completely agree that none of us need this computer, but I have a slight concern. Um, the next time any of us go to buy a Mac. We're going to be desensitized to pricing <laughs> yeah. and upgrade <laughs> options based on this Mac Pro. Um, the difference between, say, $2,900 and $3,100 is not going to seem like <laughs> anything compared to this, you know, $20,000 Mac Pro that we've been specking up. Um, so I'm a little bit worried the next time I go to buy a laptop, I'm going to be like, ah, oh, only $500. That's nothing compared to what I could be paying on that Mac Pro. And then I'm just going to end up with a nice maxed out MacBook Pro, which wouldn't be the end of the world, but it would be very expensive. I think the Mac uh, Pro price shock will wear off. By the time you configure your next computer, you're back to, what, $600 for a RAM? Maybe, <laughs> I, yeah. I think yeah. You, Hopefully. You, you'll, 
you'll adjust quite quickly. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's RAM is expensive if you buy it from yeah. Apple. I'm always surprised about that. Yeah, it's just with the iMac Pro. The iMac Pro is a really good computer, but not being able to upgrade to RAM is just really not making this more appealing to me. But you can with the iMac, right? Yeah, the, the iMac, iMac you can Pro. still upgrade to RAM. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah life's, life's hard. Life is really, <laughs> really hard. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Great. Now we wore all of our listeners down. No, but it is, it is fun. I, I, I do like that as an object to exist in this world. It's kind of a fun machine. And I think the right-mounted one is actually really good, too. Yeah, because like, it does. Feel, yeah, like that's definitely something if you actually want to have servers and if you or something like a CI system running. Mac, like the service actually makes sense. I mean, yeah. as we've seen some data centers nowadays that have like iMac Pros laying there and that seems ridiculous. And such a waste of like... yeah. You know, yeah, you waste yeah. so much of that machine for to use it for something it's really yeah. not optimized for. Yeah, this just seems like a way better fit for for a data center. But just in general, having the Xserve return is kind of is kind of fun. Yeah, and I also think like I honestly think there are people in industries that actually really benefit from this. It can make a huge difference to their workflow. I just don't feel like any of us sh- like what are we doing? Like using Xcode and editing podcasts and maybe doing some image editing. Like we we don't really But I mean it. it wouldn't be bad, right? If let's say we would get to a point where Xcode server would be getting a major update so you can actually host a built machine that's kind of designed for that. And having that in-house for for a team mm. on, yeah, on a yeah, machine like again, that would be that would be neat. for a very different like you wouldn't use it as your everyday work no, machine no, no. though yeah no but <laughs> then also um, I mean Apple's having quite the quite a significant server infrastructure now right um, so if Apple can run more stuff on their own hardware that's probably not bad either and at some yeah. point we're still expecting Apple to release a CI system for for uh mac and ios yeah i just realized mac OS. i don't know at least ios um that would also obviously be a natural fit for for a machine like this look mac apps don't have test flight yet i wouldn't be holding my breath for yeah, better developer tooling for mac apps i'm sorry <laughs> well catalyst might bring that to us yeah i suppose yeah i suppose like the other thing with catalyst is you can do a bunch of I mean, like if you if you're talking about build machines for run, doing things like tests, um, you can I guess test the iOS app and hope that it is sweet. Uh, anyway, that's <laughs> a separate issue. Um, yeah. But yeah, kind I wouldn't be holding it. No, that's not what I meant. Back. No, I meant that you can make a Catalyst app, a Catalina, a Catalina app using Catalyst for test flight. So you get a test flight for Mac, right? Yeah, first, you would need to build test flight for Mac because mm. we don't have test flight for Mac. Yeah, there's, there's, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if we'll get that. I think we will get but, there. Yeah, I mean, on a Mac, it's also actually way less of a thing that you need. There, are, There is, it is a lot easier to build a Mac app and share it with people to to test than it is, for, uh, on, yeah. you know, you can yeah. just build you it and send it. and send it to people. Yeah. It's, you know, you can email if, if you wanted to. You could email a build to people that they could run. Yeah. It's very different from, from iOS. So iOS, I see why that one needed test flight. Well, on, on macOS, you don't, but yeah, it would be kind of yeah. nice in, in a future day, in a future time to, to kind of get all the build tools to support all of Apple systems again. All right. So I think we're done with the Mac Pro. Mm. So bottom line, none of us are getting it anytime. 
Would you have gotten? Shame. But on the other side, would you have gotten the um, the old Mac Pro, the old cheese grater, when that came out? Do you think that would have been a machine that you would have been interested in back then? I mean, you had one. I know I had it, but I bought it quite late, and it was a used one, so that was quite an affordable computer at that point. But when that it came was still out, great. Yeah, it was so good. I really liked it, but I'm just not sure if I would have bought it when it came out directly from Apple. What do you guys think? Would you have bought it? If you uh, had I mean, a place I for was it? in primary school, so no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm talking about, okay, let's say you would have been in the same age you are now. Why are all my questions seeming so difficult for you two to answer? Um, if you would have been at the same age as you are now, um, when the previous cheese grater came out, would it have been something interesting for you to get? Personally, no, uh, but it's no? the same reason why this current Mac Pro isn't interesting and that it's a desktop, and I would much rather a laptop. But that's me being me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Yeah, of course. Because you were saying that you would like to be able to get a desktop, but this is just not feasible. Um, So do you think you would have gotten this Mac Pro instead of an iMac at that point? Uh, Again, super hypothetical question, right? Because everything was different. In Even if we look at the mid-2012 Mac Pro. Uh, it was $2,500 starting price. Very different starting price. I know, price. it's insane. And I mean, even, even considering inflation, like that was still not an expensive. Yeah, computer. adjusting that for an, an inflation, the 2550 that that one started mm. would be roughly 2850 <laughs> yeah. today. That's... I mean, that's almost cheaper than a MacBook, this, a MacBook yeah. Pro nowadays. That's ridiculous. Yeah, and back then we also still had Apple displays, and they yeah. were nice. How much were the displays? I remember them thinking that they were quite expensive, but in hindsight, compared to the Yeah, they were display. crazy expensive. Right? But, but now, if you compare to this, yeah. it's... It's, it's, it's $1,000. Yeah. Like, you could, you could not get a stand for the price. You know, the stand yeah. today is more expensive than the... the Apple Thunderbolt display, twenty-seven inch was in twenty sixteen. Yeah. So it's just things. Things are very like it doesn't. You know, it's not necessarily that. It's just this machine targets a different market. Yeah. Back, yeah. But in general, if we look at that, right? I think yeah. Pro machines in twenty twelve targeted a way wider audience mm. because a lot more people needed something that is that tower form. You know, back then... Do you think people needed devel- it or do you think it was because the laptops were just not powerful enough? No, if we look at that, like in, in 2012, as a developer, a Mac Pro would be a great machine. If, yeah. if we're yeah. comparing that to, to 2012 iMac, sure, they were, they, they were fine, but they were definitely a lot more limited by like thermal throttling. Mm-hmm. They didn't mm-hmm. have like, they didn't have desktop class GPUs at all. Um, you know, it was yeah, yeah. not serving right now you can buy an iMac you can yeah. buy baseline 27 inch iMac change the hard drive to like the what is it called fusion drive to an SSD mm-hmm. and you'll be happy with it as a developer machine yeah probably for for as long as that machine lives without really any problem yeah yeah um back then there was the the audience for a pro mac for the mac pro was a lot wider there were developers who totally reasonably could have used that machine as a pro machine a lot more like even even like uh gr- like still image uh editing you would benefit from that machine like if you use photoshop today you know the only reason to get the new mac pro is if you're like doing animations or if you do anything on moving yeah, image yeah especially I for think- 8k that's where where you need 
bad. Yeah. But realistically, if anything else, you just don't need it. Yeah. It's a I fun feel machine like that's to have. Why, I feel like that's why this Mac Pro is just a difficult release. I feel like many people want what the old Mac Pro she's created used to be, but it's just a different time. And I think we're not going to get that type of desktop from Apple now. No, uh, but and I think more... many people look at this and like, oh, it's a new cheese grater, but it's it's really not, and it's it's not meant to be for the people who wanted the old cheese grater. Unfortunately, I don't think there is any computer that really aligns with that. But therefore, you can get things like the iMac, which have really good display built in. But then you most likely also need, I mean, then you then you want a Mac Pro, uh, sorry, a MacBook as well. But you would have been in the same situation back then. But with it's the also like grader. if we look at the iMac line, that is so much more of a value for money machine than it was even back then, right? If we look at the 2011, uh, 27 inch iMac, that was, uh, $1,700 then. Now the, the baseline 5k iMac, I would still recommend going with an SSD. Um, but I mean, even, even if you go, go with a fusion drive, realistically as a developer, you'll probably still be fine with that machine and mm. you pay a uh, 1400 for it. Like that machine actually got cheaper over time. Yeah. Even, yeah. Did even, they actually like, lower the price? Uh, I mean, if the, pr- the the total price increased, but if we're adjusting it f- yeah. for inflation, yeah. plus if we consider that back then you didn't get a, a 5K panel with it, now you got a 5K panel with it, it actually got cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe I should get that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think the iMac is crazy value for money. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm honestly thinking of getting an iMac. Um, I'm just needing to figure out some logistical parts as in where I should put it. Mm. Uh, but that's a different story. Yeah, but I think mm. that's more the problem, right? We have the same name for a machine that used exactly. to make a lot of sense for and a lot of people. And it looks so similar as well. Sure, but it's like a lot of people who used to have one or, or, or wanted to have one because it made sense. Now look at the new one and it's like, hmm. Does no longer make sense, and look how expensive it but is. But people have been so excited for it; they've been waiting since like the trap came out. It's but, really unfortunate. But I mean, not really, right? Computing just got so good over time that yeah. this machine now serves the, the absolute top end, yeah. which most of us fall out of. Which is fine because now we get all those other awesome machines for a lot less money. That we, that I agree. I agree. Everything. Everyone should just go with a iMac. Yeah. Mm. And realistically, everyone like I've, I I really love iMacs. Despite I have some, I, I don't know if we talked about it uh, on the on the podcast yet. But I do get some weird uh, GPU glitches yeah, every now and then. Didn't, the, didn't that seem to be resolved after you? Yeah. Uh, so I reset it. Zach, have you ever had that on a Mac? You open a new tab on Safari, and the entire tab is just completely red because there seems to no. be something wrong with a GPU video buffer no. or something like that. Okay. No. Yeah, I've had that. But my Mac hardly qualifies as a Mac a that GPU. has a GPU, so <laughs> could be the issue. <laughs> yeah. So I've had that. I did a, I mean, the, the fix for everything, right? The PRAM reset, which mm-hmm. also zaps the NVRAM. And now it's been fine for about a day and a half. So I hope that actually fixed it. I yeah. really don't want to carry this machine somewhere and try to oh, get it replaced. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, I feel like that's the most difficult part with replacing an iMac. You have to actually carry it into the App Store. Which Apple is the Store. reason I like the modular design, but that's not what we have. So uh, it's fine. Yeah. At least Apple is really responsive, uh, really helpful when you have problems. I feel like you have had some problems with your iPads. I don't know. We've never had that in... We've never tried that in, in, I, Canada. I, in Canada. That's true. In That's Australia, I feel like the support for 
uh, like any problems related to Apple products have been really good. It's just consumer protection laws in Australia are amazing, right? Because they have to give you, they have to service machines without charging you money for their, for a reasonable lifetime of the machine. Yeah. Which is, is that the same with every type of product? I think so, right? Like any, is it any mechanical and technical product? Zach? Zach? Yes. Yeah? Yes. In Australia, it's two years. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's 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 defined by a reasonable uh, lifetime for for the thing you buy, right? Which yeah. Which is for for computer defined to two years. That but actually feels had, quite little. Yeah. I but mean, I, it's better than other countries, but realistically, you will keep a computer for three, five years. Realistically, when I went to Apple after two and a half years, with I think it was my last iMac. I went to them after, like after the two years were over, and they still replaced it because I said, well, it's kind of within the I just feel like the attitude that in Australia they have to give you a longer warranty just means they, they essentially service everything that's at all within reasonable mm. time within the two-year f- frame. I've that's, not had any I, I issue. I forgot ever. about that. That's really nice, actually, that they were able to do that. Yeah, so I've, I've had yeah, really... Yeah, AirPods replaced uh, like a year and a half in. It was pretty good. Mm. Um, it's, it's great. They didn't really ask any questions either because it's just kind of like I either try your AirPods or I don't and I trust you. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Yeah, I I do I did enjoy that quite a lot in Australia. I wonder if that's w- what that would be like here. It seems like a weird thing to enjoy. It feels like you used this way too much, but you didn't. No, it's just it's just problem. peace of mind that you know. All yeah. right, if there is an issue, I mean, realistically, I'm I'm keeping my computers for roughly that time. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I just knew like a year short. A year is not a long time for for. A very expensive hardware purchase. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like if now the GPU flakes out, it's really not my fault. <laughs> no, no. Like, no. it's not like I, I decided to, you know, yeah, to do something to this machine that caused that issue. That is clearly an issue that was there when I bought the machine that just didn't show within a year. Mm. And two years is just a way more reasonable time frame to, for those things to show up. Mm. And realistically, what am I going to do? If if I would have a GPU issue, they would have to replace a logic board on this Mac. A logic board replacement is a few thousand dollars on a computer yeah, that costs yeah. a few thousand dollars in the first place. Yeah. So at that point, you would probably not even do it, right? Yeah. And that's and uh, I feel like that is not an appropriate amount of of warranty mm. for a machine like this. And in Australia, that was just never becoming an issue because of the extended consumer laws. And that's what I say is is kind of comforting to know yeah for for any reasonable amount of time you would use this it's actually covered yeah yeah and then some because i i think just by definition of them having to to extend warranty people were a bit more lenient on mm. on, on on helping you after after the year but therefore as we've seen by our um when we put together the Mac Pro, it seems like you pay a little bit more in Australia. Yeah, but imagine, imagine you're like, um, pay your 20,000, 20, my brain couldn't even say that <laughs> number, a $20,000 price for your Mac Pro, and then the logic board has an issue in a year and a half. Yeah. What are you going to do? You know, it is kind of ridiculous not to offer service for that after a year, <laughs> just because you didn't pay it for Apple Care Plus. Yeah, yeah. And especially considering to like, I bought, bought a RAM from Crucial, um, and I had an issue with it. I don't remember. That was, I think, on your Mac Pro actually, and My they Mac have Pro? lifetime warranty on all their RAM. 
uh, modules that they're selling, like lifetime. Uh-huh. You could go there after 10 years and say, now the RAM is flaking out and they just send you a new one. Yeah, because it doesn't feel like something that should be your fault. No, but it's also like that is just a lot more common hmm. as a service contract for, for like hardware that people rely on. But Apple doesn't really have that. Like even their their most pro things are usually more aligned on consumer warranty periods than than kind of enterprise. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, let's see how it goes, and hopefully you don't have those GPU problems anymore, and we don't even have to worry about this. I really hope that too, because mm-hmm. that's a pain. And then I, I just know that I will even just figuring out what I do to bridge that gap. While I mean, you do they have repair. an uh, You do have a. Uh, Mac MacBook. Yeah, no. You'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Probably buy a iMac to bridge the gap, and that'll be fun. Cool. Anyways, cool. Sure. Um, yeah. We've been recording for a while. Yeah, I just want to have a quick update. This should maybe have been a follow up, but it didn't. It, it wasn't. <laughs> um, so Who likes following the rules, anyways? Yeah. yeah. Um, we spoke a bit about <laughs> following our... the rules for organized people. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, it's because we were disorganized that's why yeah, yeah, it was a really okay. good joke that yeah. everyone enjoyed a lot okay so um last week we spoke uh kai and i spoke about mission control our which is like the code word i guess uh if, if you wanna if you wanna put a code word to it um that we are using for our mac app that we're making we're making a time tracking app basically um and we were just about to submit it to the app store uh, we've been using Swift UI for everything, and then we just wanted to have like some stress tests. So we did this final test when we wanted to run a timer overnight um, to check how, just to verify that we're handling the idle time detection correctly. Um, and the good thing is that we do ha- handle the idle time detection correctly. But Swift UI has we noticed some limitations with Swift UI. Um, so. I, in general, really appreciate how Swift UI has um, observable values that you can use in order to decide what to do with the UI. So, if a variable change, if some value that you're observing is changing, um, you could use that val- variable to actually decide when to present an alert message. So, let's say the idle time, like you've been idle, uh, is set to true, then we can display an alert message um, letting the user know about that. The problem is that as soon as the underlying Swift UI that holds uh, that has an attachment to this alert view is being reloaded, it also reloads all of its attached views. So that means that as soon as the day switches, at least over that's to, what it appears to. Do. Yeah, this is what it appears to be, and as soon as it switches over to a new day, um, that will trigger a reload of the UI, which will trigger a reload of the alert, but it's never actually dismissing the previous alert. So we've been having to work a bit with AppKit to make sure to not display two. So we have to move away from SwiftUI for this particular alert view to only display this alert with AppKit um, and only display one of them because it's a bit confusing to get multiple. Uh, but that's been fun. Um, but yeah, uh, hopefully next week we will actually have great news and say that we actually submitted this uh, because we're so close. Uh, but yeah, now we have to work with AppKit, which which has been fun. Hmm. Hmm. Still getting there. Yeah, well, I think overall. I really thought we we had it, but it was just the one thing yeah. we thought yeah. was worth polishing before submitting. It makes sense to polish it. Um, we're still getting there. Mm. Um, yeah. Have you used AppKit at all, Zach? No, I haven't. No. Um. Yeah. So alerts are working quite 
differently mm. there. Oh, really? Um, yeah, for sure. <laughs> super differently. It's, yeah. So usually in uh, UIKit, you would create an alert and then you would attach uh, actions to it. So you could have like an OK button and a cancel button. And these buttons, you, you initialize these buttons by adding like a text to it and an action, which makes sense because buttons usually trigger an action. But it mm-hmm. seems like... AppKit doesn't actually, there's no way in AppKit to actually attach an action to the button itself. You actually just have to check the response of the alert itself and then uh, switch on the buttons. So you just have to look at the index of the button to see. No, you, you get Sorry. like an alert first button return. Yeah. The potential yeah. enum case for the response. But also to present the alert, let's say you want like a model alert, you do alert.runmodal. Yeah. Right? And that, that returns an integer or which is also the model response yeah but that also blocks all other calls to your app so if you have anything that happens in the background that is not being executed until you either uh dismiss or or click interact with the model so we have something that we we wanted to update the the idle time if you keep like if you stay idle but as long as you're not dismissing that alert yeah so let's say you keep the alert up then because you wanted to just check something quickly on your computer but you want to stay idle so then you lock the computer again then we want to update the alert so we want to actually say the amount of time you've been idle for because you probably extended that time and there's just no way to actually listen to the events uh, of the system where to detect if it's actually if the computer actually becomes active again uh, no, it's just it's a, a blocking call. Is, Run yeah. model is a blocking call that waits for you to action the model. Yeah. Like there's nothing else happening, which is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's it's interesting. It's weird. Yeah. It seems it's very different from what I expected. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like I don't feel like there. I think this is probably just, it's just different compared to what, what you're used to in your kit. Um, and I think that's like the biggest difference we've noticed so far with iOS and macOS. And yeah, I think we're getting there. But on the flip side, we cannot present multiple alerts because uh, <laughs> showing one already blocks the entire uh, main thread. So that's cool. Wait, that's a flip side? That's a good thing? <laughs> I mean, it at least t- technically solved the problem we had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good looking at it from that side, sure. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um. So, Zach, you had a notable mention here. Is this your pick of the week? Uh, is this yours? No, that is mine. Oh, no, this is that's yours? not mine. It was Hex. So I thought it was like the university grand that you have in Australia. Oh, no. no. <laughs> I was like, wow, sounds boring. Guess my debt. <laughs> that would be fun. Um, no, it's just uh, I started flying by on Twitter. Uh, the Hex guess is what it's called. Okay. Uh, Should I go put there? It I put it in show notes. Yep. Okay. It is just a fun, small website that shows you a uh, background color. This is hard. Oh. And then you can guess the hex code for that color. And then it shows you how far off you are. This is a really neat looking website. <laughs> it's very nice. Yeah. I, I just thought it was kind of a neat, fun, fun website. Mm. Where what happens c- if I just enter something wrong? Then they will tell you how far off you are from yeah. the right answer. So show you, you the color you selected in comparison to uh, to the actual background and shows the distance. So anything under a thousand is generally considered pretty good. So if you get within a thousand, you, know, you can pat yourself on the shoulder. But I thought it was just kind of fun. It's a fun fun game to to 
uh, if you, if you like guessing hex colors, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know. which surprisingly I do enjoy. <laughs> okay, good, good. Yeah, well, that was fun. Hmm. Cool. Should we go to the things of the week? Sure. Yeah. Let's do it. Um, do you want to get started, Kai, or should I get started? No, I can start because okay. I have. I, I can't pronounce this. I have no idea what you're picking. It's here. it's a very exciting pick. I'm picking the SQ Easy. SW41HA. So I <laughs> think just making saying numbers. I think that's all I have to say, right? You guys know what it is. Yeah. So this is a uh, HDMI 2.0 switch. So what that does is it has four HDMI. You're making it sound so much less. <laughs> okay, okay, we're listening. <laughs> it, it takes four HDMI in and has one HDMI out. So what do you use this for? So the thing is, um, people have TVs and they have limited HDMI inputs. Mm-hmm. Or as in our case, we have a Sony TV uh, from last year. It's not an old TV, 4K TV, but only two of the USB inputs are supporting HDMI 2.0 full bandwidth, so that you can actually get 4K 60 hertz HDR. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I, th- I think a lot of people in modern households, we have more than two 4K HDR devices, right? You already have Apple TV. We have a Chromecast Ultra. We have like a PlayStation 4 Pro. We have like people just have more than two. And it's kind of annoying because, uh, I mean, the TV in theory has four HDMI uh, in, but only two of them are actually the full bandwidth. Mm-hmm. So... um there were two options, either upgrading the TV, which seemed tedious, <laughs> or... Yeah, I'm glad we went with this one. <laughs> or getting a Switch for um, for 60 bucks. So the, that is... We, we tried, as you can potentially imagine, I ordered three of them and tried all of them. <laughs> and this is by far the one that caused the least amount of issues and actually was pretty good in a lot of ways. Would you say it, this is perfect? N- no. I mean... Nothing is so perfect you can't be complained about. Um, it has, it has. Um, I mean, overall, most of the HMI-related things work. So it still does CEC. So if you have something like, let's say you turn on your Chromecast Ultra and it automatically turns on your TV and switches to the right channel, it, all does, it still does all of that. So it still passes that through, works nicely. And it even supports that on TVs, you know, how you have like a... Um, channel picker like for your input sources it does actually at least for our sony tv i mean probably billion tv manufacturers implement that standard differently but if you have multiple devices on the same hdmi port our tv actually shows that correctly so you can see hdmi 3 has an apple tv and a playstation 4 on it and you can actually select a device and then the SQ thing does the routing correctly to actually show the device you selected which is pretty cool i thought um and it also has a optical out on the side, mm-hmm. so um, you can connect it directly to your sound power, and it passes through your 5.1 surround sound if you want to. It also has a stereo out for like headphones or something like that. Um, but overall, it just is a nice, solid box that does exactly what we needed it to, and all of that at a pretty good latency too. So. <laughs> Getting the audio through um, optical sometimes adds weird latency. Like our TV adds, I don't know, uh, I guess maybe 400 milliseconds latency, maybe half a 500 milliseconds um, to the audio, which I find distracting sometimes. Uh, well, this one is less than half of that, if not better. So it's pretty good. 
uh, I'm I'm pretty happy for it. Uh, and if anyone needs something that does that, that seems to be the best one that you can buy for for a reasonable price. I'm sure there are more expensive ones, but this is like a sixty dollar one that uh, supports all the all I'm the so nice standards. Why didn't are so bad at naming stuff? <laughs> It's the same with headphones. It's like, can't you just name it something that's a little bit more understandable for people? Because I think this is honestly something that many people would need. Because like you say, most households have more than two things that they want to connect to their TVs that run 4K content. I mean, yeah, this particular company, they already started on a on a really weak f- footing with calling their company ESCO. Uh, you know? Is that how you pronounce it? E-Z-C-O-O. Easy co. Easy <laughs> I don't know. Co? See, this is the problem. Yeah, so that that was not yeah. a strong strong first step, right? But then the rest you can kind of decode, like the model. Yeah, yeah. Name so is I see SW that now. for yeah. switch. Yeah. For and one. I guess the E said is Esco. Yeah. Hmm. Then f- SW for switch. Uh, for one stands for four in one out because yeah, they also yeah. have a three one, which is three in. They have a one four, which is one in four out. So that's just what they decide to because they have all of those models, right? Yeah. And then H A. Okay, this makes a bit more sense. I think the company name is the biggest problem. I'm very happy that you interrupted me here because I have no idea what the H A stands for. <laughs> HDMI and audio. Yeah, let's go with that. Yeah, it sounds reasonable. Mm. Mm. Anyway, good luck following up on that pick. <laughs> Yeah. Zach, what do you have? My pick is I don't think I've picked this before. Um but it's a it's an iOS app that I use all the time and it's called Plane Finder. And it's just a cool little app for uh trying to work out what plane might be overhead when you see a plane or you know just um I don't know if you've got a friend who's on a plane and you want to see the location of their plane. Um pretty handy for that kind of thing. So it's something that I use quite frequently. Um where I live there's like a few planes going overhead quite often, so um Sometimes, particularly when there's a really loud one, I will uh, like open the app and have a quick look. Um, and it's always kind of fun to just look at the route and see where the plane's going, where it has been. Um, it's quite a good iOS app. It uses Apple Maps, which is really nice because not all of these kinds of apps <laughs> use Apple Maps, but it makes a difference. Um, you can do fancy things like set alerts uh, for when a particular plane is found and all that, but like I just usually use it very basically to... Um, have a quick look at, at the sort of situation where planes are in the world and um, nice. it's a bit of fun and I like it it's like I think it was six Australian dollars um, but it's well worth it and um, yeah it's quite it's quite handy to have this information hmm. yeah I don't think you've picked that before you did no, I don't pick think so Max either. planes before in episode yes, 38 NASA approved plans mm-hmm. uh, so this is your second plane related one I remember that I picked flighty um, so lots of lots of flying apps mm. Um, but yes, not never Plane Finder. So, uh, and it's actually one of the few websites like PlaneFinder.net that mm-hmm. has a decent performance. Like a lot of them it's have like good. crazy scrolling. Like if you try to zoom in, it takes forever, even on on a fairly uh, beefy machine. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but this actually works. It's quite nice. Yeah, it's nice. It's pretty good. Actually, works. Yeah, it, cool. It kind of animates planes. <laughs> as they fly rather that's than trying good. to refresh yeah, yeah, periodically it's pretty, it's pretty nice nice it is it is quite a good ios app in general so mm. um quite happy with it yeah cool. cool nice pick all right marlin yeah um i don't know if this is allowed can i pick something that i personally been involved in sure it's fine with that disclaimer <laughs> cool all right uh, now i know the rules um so 
So I am picking a game this week uh, called Two Spies. And some people might have seen me tweeting about this. Uh, Two Spies is a turn-based strategy game uh, where you should find an opponent or a different spy uh, and strike them. Uh, it's playing, um, It's um, you can have different maps um, in Europe and it has like a really cool board game style. And if you like board games and if you like spies and if you like good music, this is a really, really fun game, I think. And um, I've been working together with a company here called Steam Clock um, to to finish this game. So Steam Clock started working on this uh, a while back um, as a fun game to to release to people because it's it's a great game. And yeah, I've been helping out the last few months working on this and I really, really enjoyed it. And I'm so happy that it's out. And I actually like beta tested this for a long time before and I always thought it was a really fun game and Kai and I've been playing it. And yeah, I can also vouch for it. Yeah. And I yeah. didn't work it's, on it. It's great if you are it's great to play um you can play against a bot, which is uh, which is really fun, but playing against one another is more fun because I think you can sort of have like mental games if you're in the same room and sort of like Especially trick each other. If you n- know your opponent after yeah, some yeah. time because yeah. you kinda try to predict how they use how they usually play and then you make predictions based on that yeah stuff. you can really meta game it and that's in a good way i think yeah yeah so i really recommend it and it's a really fun game so everyone should check it out and i have uh, to brag about the yeah, nice trophy yeah, I yeah, have yeah, my yeah i have a two spice beta tournament trophy on my table yeah so kai is um in third place um world master <laughs> uh in the spice tournament mm. um no but it's really good it's free so people can try it out. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And uh, even a lot of people don't say they like the bot games. I kind of like the bot games. Like there the is a, like a, Sorry, bot, a training bot oh, you I can play with. Board games. No, bot. Bot game. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I think even that is kind of fun. Fun thing to do. Doesn't require as much attention because the bots are not uh, changing their their attack vectors too too often. But uh, it's still there's still some complicated logic sure. going on there but, uh, uh, it can be unpredictable you have to watch out yeah. but yeah Still it's fun. not it's not metagaming as much as yeah. regular definitely more fun with someone next to you mm. cool yeah uh, i recommend it fun times congrats yeah. on shipping as well Marlon. yeah thank you thank you um so we will talk to you later did anyone have anything else to say i'm configuring a new imac right now <laughs> are, are you fun yeah, I also want to do that. That sounds more fun than a Mac Pro. They're, they're so cheap. I, I actually want that. Yeah. So, so I, I'm going to empty my bag and do that too. Because that is so much. First of all, Zach's effect of everything is cheap does apply after just configuring the other one. I did not have enough uh, away time from See, that. You, yeah, you're in trouble now. <laughs> because it's actually like if you look at that. You don't need a new iMac though. No, I'm just saying like let's say this one this one gives up and i wouldn't realistically i wouldn't pay for a new logic board i would try mm. to sell this one on craigslist for someone else to like, i mean i would tell people that it's, <laughs> that it is flaky yeah, it's not very devious and then they can figure out what they want to do with it mm. um because like a new one again i would go base basically base configuration but would do a 512 gig ssd you could even get this refurbished right? i know but even if you buy it outright it's 2760 without taxes 
Which is not bad. <laughs> this is so much easier to configure compared to... I know, you just say next <laughs> yeah. and you're done. So it's $3,000 with taxes, so 2760 so which, uh, And for us, it would be a business expense. So it would be 2759 And it would which reduce Which base model our, do you go with? Do you just go with the... 27-inch 5K base. Okay. Yeah, just the base. So the 3 gigahertz 6-core processor mm-hmm. with Turbo Boost. Cool. So that's a really good machine. Yeah. And realistically... On top of that, I mean, we would upgrade your RAM ourselves, so that would be another couple hundred dollars. Um, mm. You know, but that is I would a really probably good upgrade machine. to an SSD. Yeah, that's what I did too. Yeah. But it's probably to a one terabyte SSD, though. Five, five, 12 gigs. Yeah, this is not bad. Right? Hmm. I should buy this. Cool. Um, but yeah, it's, it's yeah. definitely. Now cheap. you're in trouble. <laughs> Interesting. The Magic Trackpad for this is cheaper than the Magic Trackpad for the Mac Pro. <laughs> really? Yeah, the Magic Trackpad. Oh yeah, yeah, it's six dollars cheaper. Yeah, yeah, that's You're paying now you for know the how much Magic Trackpad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the black ink mm. is that's how they get you twenty dollars, uh, or fifty percent of the price of the uh, um, Magic Trackpad. Yeah, that is weird. That's weird. Yeah. But then if we look at that, right? Apple charges two hundred forty dollars for the six. To go from 8 gigs to 16, which means you're actually only paying for 8 gigs more, right? But Apple charges 240 for that. Mm-hmm. If you buy that from Crucial, you pay 150 for 16, uh, for 260. And it's so They're easy two. to install in this one. Yeah. Just like so a you could, door. Uh, you could probably, if you buy the 64 gig kit, if you wanted to, uh, you would pay a hundred, just $240, $280. So you'd pay almost the same that Apple charges for 16, but you would get 64. That's a nice thing about the iMac. Hmm. So how really much did yours come t- up to? Uh, I, I, I don't remember now. But 3000 with taxes, Yeah, 3150 But then realistically, we would probably get a discount through Apple Rep and those kind of things. Yeah. So it's it's definitely bad, a good machine to get, I think. Yeah. When was the iMac last? When was the last iMac coming out? Is it due for an upgrade? You mean the episode? previous one? Like yeah. This, uh, no, this, the one this we're this looking model. at right now. Yeah. That is that was a 2019. Oh, okay. So probably it won't be upgraded next year. I mean, it was a March. I think it came out. That one came out in March okay. 2019. Probably best to wait till March. I mean, who knows if, if we're yeah, getting yeah. one. This one is yeah. fine. I mean, realistically, I don't think there's a lot you would be unhappy with. Like, mm-hmm. the, the GPU is significantly faster than the one I have in my iMac. The CPU is similar. Do you have the... Which model do you I have? I have the one before that, the 2017. Okay. I thought you had this one. Mm-mm. Mm. Yeah, so it's 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 a really bad. good machine for that yeah. price. And yeah, if you go refurb, you, you, it's, it's even cheaper. I know, yeah, yeah. I always forget that's an option, but it's actually quite good. Mm. Yeah, so buy more IMAX. <laughs> Imagine. For that machine, you could... Imagine how much you could donate. <laughs> <laughs> so last week, you were a vacuum cleaner salesman. Now you're a Mac salesman. <laughs> What's it going to be next week? <laughs> uh, I'll think about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll come up with something. 